This is Seven Sport. Good morning and welcome to Basel Breakfast live on Seven Sport this Saturday morning. Um, what a week. What a week it's been for, you know, sports fans, horse racing fans, people of Gloucestershire. It was the Cheltenham Festival. Um, four very good days of racing, which we'll recap. We'll recap with uh, Kelsey, who's here. We've also got Ashley, my brother, who had an incredible tips to league, really. He's on the phone, and we also have the new king of the Seven Sport Tips to League, Colin Gay. He's back on the phone just to tell us how it feels to finally have the crown that he and Kelsey last week did tell us felt he deserved anyway. Last year, he was an outright winner this year, so we'll talk to him about that. Um, we've also got a bit of sport uh, football um, news coming up later on in the show, and we're also joined by Rob Williams, who is the organiser of the Gloucester Cup, a cup competition for the Stroud League team. So he's on the phone to discuss what the Cup's about, how it's going to work, um, maybe give us a bit of insight in regards to the dates. All we know at this point is the final will be played at Meadow Park in Gloucester, which therefore means it's probably likely it is going to be live on Seven Sports. So an exciting occasion for everybody um, to, to finally get back to football. Obviously, Project Restart is is very close at this moment in time. I think clubs can start training from next Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting times. So should be uh should be good but kelsey's here away to my Wait, left kelsey hello. how are you how was your week yeah i'm all right mate yeah week pretty good um you know just from a, a horse racing perspective uh work perspective same old same old uh, something i can't say on the radio different day basically but I had friday off as well to watch the gold cup um originally booked it off because my mother's birthday on i was friday. going to say uh, we were going to be uh, there we were going to be at the race course but uh, obviously can't uh, can't do that this year. I would like to to wish her a belated birthday. Hope she had a, a wonderful day. Well, she was fuming that you didn't wish her but wish her birthday wishes yesterday. Well, I, have, I have a radio show on the Saturday, which I can publicly display my yeah, affection towards well, it's, her. It's not the same. It's not the same though. You know, doing belated birthday wishes not the same. But it's intimate. It's an intimacy of me speaking on the radio about your mum, saying I hope she had a wonderful birthday. I hope you, Ian, and all the family spoiled her the way that she deserves to be spoiled. It did, actually. And I hope she had a bit of luck. I didn't want to jinx it. She, yeah, she did. I didn't want to, to message it on the day saying, I hope you have luck, luck today on your birthday. She'd not get any luck and then look at it and think, oh, he's jinxed me. <laughs> so I've let her have her luck. And now I'm saying, I'm glad that you had some luck on your birthday because it's what you deserve, Mrs. Demario. Got, got a present? Have I got a present? Yeah. Have you? Have you got a present? I am the present. You're the present. Yeah. Right. You, you you can you can give her my address. Yeah, <laughs> present. No, I'm, I'm sure. Present. I'm sure my dad. Well, my dad knows where you live, so he can pass it on to. Her. Yeah, exactly. He can sit in the car outside. <laughs> I mean, it's taking a really bad turn there, but anyway, um, obviously Cheltenham is the main talking point um, for the last week. As I said, incredible. Um, you know, I was saying last night, Kelsey, and I was kind of downbeat. I thought, ah. Oh, you know, so much of my like excitement at this moment in time was was fixated on on Cheltenham Festival, and now it's gone. Aye, Aintree in three weeks though. Grand National meeting that's going to be uh, a little bit different to to just get yourself psyched up for that because it's not not the Cheltenham. Cheltenham just seems a bit different. It's, it brings everybody together. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was a good week and just wanted to to go through with you, Kelsey, really. You know, obviously it was a a very, very good week for the Irish racers, for Rachel Blackmore in particular, who won the top jockeys. And I'm pretty sure Willie Mullins snatched the Around trainers the yeah. um crown with with two uh, winners in the final two races to, yeah. to, to yeah. pinch it from Henry de Bromhead. Um, but for you, Kelsey, what was your? Well, we'll sort of sum it up, really. What was your, um, you know, standout victory or standout performance of the the week? Um, standout victory or performance, probably Bob Ollinger. To be fair, just the way that. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, the way that he just accelerated away at the no one got anywhere near him after the last fence. I mean, there's a great, um, great jockey cam video on from Racing TV. I think it was um, from Harry Cobden, who was who was on the second in that race. Um, it was a little little bit close going going into the uh, final fence or final two fences, and then Rachel Blackmore just uh, sort of. Almost said to him, "Oh, is that, is that all you've got?" And then just jumped the last, and then just off she went, um, as she <laughs> as she did to so many of her rivals um, throughout the week. Obviously, claiming the the top jockey um, crown, as, as as Ryan mentioned. Um, yeah, I think I think Bob Ollinger in the in in the Ballymore probably the um, probably the standout for me. Um, I've, uh, for me, I I there's a couple that, that sort of stood out for me in, in terms of. Just how well they 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 went, really. One of them was put the kettle on, who won the Queen Mother Champion Chase, and, and yes, obviously Politolog got pulled out right at the, the sort of eleventh hour. Um, Chacon Poussoir, you know, it was question marks in regards to whether um, it can adapt to to you know Cheltenham Festival and the, the Cheltenham track, because obviously it was supposed to run last year and got pulled. But you sort of look at the tipsters and everything like that. You know, people saying put the kettle on could be good for for place, but in all honesty, I was very impressed with how well she, you know, really did perform again. And you know, back to back Cheltenham Festival wins for put the kettle on. Um, delighted to see that, and you know, it is one of my favourite horses in in training at the moment. You know that. Um, I also liked the way Honeysuckle went about the Champion Hurdle. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of pressure. Um, you know, Tuesday was a day where a lot of accumulators were were made or broken. Yeah. Um and you know, Honeysuckle would have been one that could have broken a few if it if she failed to, to turn up, but yeah, incredible turn of foot and again one to, to look out for. But you know, there was a number of favourites that that romped home as, as rightly they should do. I think appreciate it as well. You I think you'd say Kelsey in the Supreme mm-hmm. maybe surprised a few people, surprised me a little bit. Yeah. In regards to just how easy. Um I think it was twenty four lengths in the end. That it won the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Shishkin then followed up with 12 length victory. So you're looking at the first two races, 36 lengths mm-hmm. between the, yeah. the the winners. It's um, you know it's a great start to the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, as as you said, I think a lot of people were sort of surprised who who hadn't really seen appreciate it run before. Um, which I must admit, I I hadn't, so I didn't really know too much about the horse. But yeah, just just watching it absolutely romp home in in the Supreme and. And then also like so that was the first race of 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 Tuesday and then in the in the last race on Tuesday as well Sir Gerhard just absolutely romped home in the champion on the Wednesday was that on the Wednesday oh right okay well, my, I remember my so I, had, I had the double of Bob Ollinger and Sir Gerhard on a when it was the Wednesday double 
Right, well, fair enough. But um, either way, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean, the champion bumper just went so easy. Just They just let him have the uh, the run of the the run of Presbury Park, so to speak, really. And Five to one currently for the Supreme next year. It's not a bad shout. It's not bad. I mean, Chibley Park do have six, a good... Six to one. Chibley Park stud do have a good record of, of taking horses from the champion bumper and then doing well in the Supreme, so... It's, it's not a bad shout if you want to get on early. I mean, I might be having a little look. I've been on Sir Gerhard since October. Bob um, Ollinger's floating around in a couple. I've seen him uh, quoted up for the champion hurdle. Yeah, can, I can um, see it. I can see it. And also something else on the on the Wednesday. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if if the connections look at going chasing with Bob Ollinger yeah. as well, to be fair. Um, you know, you could quite easily, quite easily see him um, maybe in sort of, you know, two... Not next year, but maybe the Cheltenham after. Perhaps maybe going in something like the uh, or the Champion Chase, or maybe stepping up to the RSA or or the Ryanair. But I think it was the RSA. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it quoted up in as well. So yeah, I think it definitely one to one for your trackers. Um, you know, I know I've been been watching him for a few moments. Obviously, he was my uh, anti post tip on on Seven Sport. Where I think I was on it. 25 to 1 and and 12 to 1 to win any race as well and 25 to 1 for the um <coughs> sorry excuse me 25 to 1 for the Ballymore so yeah not a bad week on the old anti post I was going to say an- anti post betting you you really did come up trumps you obviously had that you were I think I worked about Milena Indo for the gold cup for for months put I put, I put that in the um in the work group chat as well in 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 the start of January and um uh, one of my one of my colleagues i can't remember how the conversation came about um i think she had a good a good week on the on the bonus um so i think i said to her oh well lump it all on manella indo to win the gold cup it's 11 to 1 at the moment she was like uh i can't remember what she said to it so uh, naturally bought out the old oh i told you so hope you did it and she went no i didn't actually it's like well i told you two months ago <laughs> you told us mate you, you i told tell you us, six so months ago i'll give you the credit um you know it, when, when obviously uh, Milena Indo won yesterday, all I could think about in my head was that that um, video clip of Nigel Farage in the European Commons saying, you all laughed at me. <laughs> well, who's laughing now? Because we laughed at you when you said Milena Indo a while ago because the couple of duff races and yep. duff runs sort of... You question whether Kelsey's really up to scratch there. But <laughs> yeah, credit where credit's due. I think Jack Kennedy gave uh, Milena Indo a fantastic anything, ride. If uh, if anything, it, was, it, just, it was the most ironic. It was the most ironic finish, really, for a Gold Cup in the sense that Rachel Blackmore was in search of becoming the first female jockey to win the Gold Cup. You know, was cementing her place as top jockey, and rides Milena Endo every single other time. Yeah, decides yeah. actually, no, I'm going to ride Aplutar. Jack Kennedy steps up to Milena Endo, wins the Gold Cup on Milena Endo. Yeah, I mean, it could have been so different. I mean, we could have been say. Saying that the Aplutard won the Gold Cup, if, if and if Jack we Kennedy had, went on him. we'd be sat here saying that you're retiring from the tips of the league. Ashley would have yeah. won the tips of the yeah. league. I mean, yeah. If anything, the uh, the couple of duff races that Manila Indo had um, in the run up to Cheltenham kind of helped help me in a li- in a little yeah. way because it drifted the odds out. So I think it went off nine to one, seventeen to two nine in to places. Um, so I had a, a, a little dabble on the, on the day as well. Um, I didn't. I think I, I was I, on. I, I, honestly, I don't know why I didn't. I think I was on at seven to one or eight to one initially back back when I first did it. Just genuinely, this is a fact. I had a lucky fifteen on yesterday that had two places, and 
in the Gold Cup race, I had initially, so you know, if you feel your bet out, yeah. I had put Milena Rendo and I changed to a guy at the last second. And that, You're a fool, mate. If you want to sum up how the last couple of days went for me, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I have a habit of doing that, just second-guessing myself. And But overall, yeah. fantastic week. Yeah, a couple of... Um, a couple of final takeaways I just want to take from from the main race of, of the week, the Gold Cup. Number one, um, hats off to, to Native River and, and Richard Johnson there. Four, How they four, stayed on till fourth. Four, four no Gold idea. Cups. Four Gold Cups that he's running now, and he's finished first, third, fourth, and fourth, which is just incredible. You know, you're talking about and he came the from nowhere race. to finish fourth as well. By yeah, the way. I mean, you saw at, at the break at the start. You know, he didn't. Dickie Johnson didn't really get him in in the position that he wanted him. Um, you know, we know Native River likes to set a, a decent pace, but obviously Brian e. Frost took Frodo onto the front straight away. Um, so a couple of times there where 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 Dickie Johnson had to to ask Native River a little bit, maybe just send him on, just remind him a, a couple of times. So it was at that point where he started to think maybe the pace won't won't be to his liking, and he'll probably sort of tail off in, into the places which. Oh, ultimately he did but you know stayed on incredibly well to to pip throw on to to fourth in the end um you know and obviously you've got to say great run um by Frodon. you know questions of of how well he goes against the the elite in in the grade ones obviously he's won grade ones before but you know the the company in the gold cup is is something else it's almost like a grade above grade one really um when you actually look at the quality of horses in that race um, so you know, got to give credit to to Bryony Frost and, and connections and Frodo on there as well. Uh, but then you know the main the main story is obviously the, the winner and, and just Jack Kennedy, just absolutely delighted for him. You know, broke yeah. his broken his leg for like four times before the age of twenty two. He's not even twenty two yet. Twenty two yeah. next week, I think, yeah. was um, was a takeaway there. And you know, he's Gold Cup winner after so many setbacks. And you know, you think you know a couple of years ago we were. Talking about Jack Kennedy as one of the the rising stars of of the horse racing game, and after he had a decent decent Cheltenham and a couple of good winners at Aintree as well, a few weeks after back in twenty nineteen. I was going to say because he missed last Cheltenham, didn't he? Cause he was injured. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then now we're sort of coming uh, seeing that come to the fore as we're literally watching a replay of it right now on uh, on Sky Sports News um, as it comes up. The, the one seeing it out up the hill. The one disappointment of the race, I think, was was Champ. Um, didn't just really didn't get into it at all. First, first, first fence, and you clatter into it there, and you kicking your back yeah. out like that. I mean, it's it's almost the writing was on the wall. To be honest, um, never really looked like um, a, never really looked like he, he had settled in at all. Um, and I think the I think the I can't remember who who the jockey was on him, um, but he did a good job to to just pull him up. You know, the horse welfare is is paramount at the end of the day. Nico wasn't it? Yeah, I think it might have been Nico. Yeah, um, and then same with um, with Santini as well. Went off twelve to one. He's had. Oh, the was on Santini. Sorry, it was Aidan Coleman. I think it was. Yeah, um, I think it was Aidan Coleman. On, yes. Uh, yeah. Or, or what, it, it, either way round. Those were two jockeys. Those yeah. were two horses. Yeah. Either way. So you know, Santini never really travelled in the race at all. Was asked a couple of reminders probably after about five or six fences just after the the turn by the grandstand actually on the first circuit 
um, and just never really looked like it. Santini's had such a poor season this year after staying on so well into second in the Gold Cup last year. Still named in the, for the Grand National though. Yeah, I think it. I think it started at, at twenties yesterday. I imagine that's probably going to be out to something like thirty threes, maybe even forty. After that, I've, I don't know what the plan would be with um, with Santini moving forwards. Um, I think they. I think. It, I think it's. Uh, I think it's Henderson. The, the train Santini, I think. So I think he's going to have have to have a long, long look at where he wants to go next. <laughs> Potentially somewhere at Aintree. Not sure which race. Um, I think I think he's entered in the Betway Bowl. I think, but I don't see it. I just don't see that happening. Well, Tiger Roll's going in the Betway Bowl as well. So you imagine those two going head to head. I just don't see Santini getting the better. Oh, I mean Tiger Roll's just story of the week. I mean, I've never been so delighted to lose a bet. In my life, mm. really, um, I think what one person had it in the in the tips to league as a, or maybe two people had it. I uh, think went off at nine to two, five to one, floating around that price. And you know, credit Keith Donahue just just absolutely romped it. Really, never really looked um, looked in any trouble. He led led from sort of in the leading pack right the way from the start. And you know how well. Tiger Roll travels over long distances. I mean, this is a dual Grand National winner for crying out loud. It just goes to to show how how much we've been been robbed of of you know Tiger Roll going for for history. I mean, he's he's absolutely destroyed the field at, at, at all level weights, and, and he's been so he's been so badly handicapped in in the Grand National, the one the second one he won, and also the one that he would have been going for this year. He was so badly handicapped that he just just goes to show how good a horse that he actually is because he's absolutely smashed them all off of level weight by God knows what, 25, 30 lengths or whatever it was. Um, and then the fact that he's, he was given that, that ludicrous weight by the handicapper in, in the Grand National, which, um, you know, has ultimately seen him being pulled out of, of the race just goes to show exactly, um, how good a horse he is. And, you know, we've kind of been robbed of, uh, third time, Third, third time winner of the Grand National, first horse to do it since Red Rum. So, and and looking back at obviously the, the races that we we watched over the week, um, you know, who would have been the you know most disappointment? Who did you expect more from? Oh, what a question! Um, disappointment of the week. Was there a horse in particular that you thought you know I, I expect them to do a bit here, and they just didn't show up? Um, probably a couple. To be fair, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say Shaq and Poussoir was the disappointment of the week because I kind of wasn't really all that sold on 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 him um, at all. So I wouldn't really say that Shaq and Poussoir was a was a disappointment of the week. Yes, obviously it was disappointing that it didn't go on to win, but I mean, I, w- I was against it anyway in in the in the actual race. So. Um, <laughs> Disappointment of the week. Difficult to pin just just one down. To be fair, um, no. I mean, off the top, off the top of my head, I mean, I could probably go through my my losing bet slips on my <laughs> on my betting account and then pick out several uh, several disappointments. Uh, I think the, the main disappointment you. really is going to be the and obviously the fallout is going to start from today. You'd imagine um, just how much the Irish beat the the British in terms of winners because it seemed every single race Irish winner Irish winner first two Irish and and you know 
in the end, you got to look at it and say, where's the, where's that come from? In, yeah. in the sense that, you know, we're British um, trainers, I have so many decent trainers, you know, Paul Nichols, I can't even, couldn't tell you if he even had a winner over the week. Um, I think he might have had one or two, I think. Um, he had, uh, you have Nichols Henderson and, and Dan Skelton, who was the, the yard in form going into the, yeah. the festival and, and ultimately didn't do an awful lot. You know, what could you put that down to anything in particular? Obviously, um, it's going to be something that's going to be addressed and, and looked into because the British, um, you know, trainers will be looking to, to try and bridge that gap next year. I don't know, really. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different factors to take into it. I mean, you know, you saw AP McCoy made a valid point, you know, Prize money's better in Ireland, you know. Just everything about racing is is much better in Ireland. So, um, whether there's a, there's less incentive for for British trainers and to to send their horses racing, um, I don't. I honestly, I couldn't put my couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I think I don't know. It's just Irish racing just is better. I, the, like the quality of of the horses, I, I don't, I don't really know why it is, but they just always seem to be better. I mean, maybe because that, that's probably not to say racing's not a, a massive sport in this country because it is, but racing's probably a much, it's probably much more prominent for like you know your your average your average person than it would be in the UK. I don't really know to be honest with you. I, I, I don't really know, but all I all I do know is that. The British have not had a very good week in the um, in the Presbury Cup, but let's be honest, I don't think anyone expected expected Britain to win the Presbury Cup. But um, you know, it was always to be expected. I've just thought of my disappointment of the week, by the way. Actually, Paisley Park in the stairs. Um, disappointed in how in how in how it ran. So I think what did it stay on for fourth, fourth or third? Yeah, I, I think it just never really. Never really looked like it was going to win. To be fair, it's just just too far back for for too long. So it's one of those races. Big disappointing as well that Amboise Land fell. Yeah. Um, but again, that was a horse uh, that was never really, never really looked looked as good as we know it can be um, over the first couple of fences, and then apparently it came out in the in the paddock that that he wasn't wasn't himself so uh, probably right was on the wall before the race even started to be fair but you know luckily horse and jockey all up okay um and chantry house went on to win which was another anti-post tip for me mate i did have it on the day to to cover myself but one performance that i actually thinking about it again um was very very impressed with was sky pirate um yeah, in the grand yeah, annual yeah. Uh, it's a one that i had a, a look at in the, the anti-post market as well. Had it in a double with Envoy Land. So obviously what you've just said there shows that I didn't win that one. But um, yeah, Sky Pirate ran a, a hell of a race. You know, 14 to 1. Um, got, got his head up right at the end. And yeah, it was was good value for the win. So a couple of good um, fairy tale stories in around there. Sky Ace as well. Obviously the horse only cost £600. Pounds. Um, ran on to, to get a place in the... Um, the mares as well. Yeah. So you know it shows that the magic of Cheltenham was, was still there. So um, you know, not too too long now to look ahead to start getting back in in the flow for next year. 
obviously with the Grand National three weeks away, Kels, and I'll put you on a limb here. Three weeks today, who's your winner of the Grand National at the moment? Lord Domainil. The Lord Domainil. I'm on it a few weeks ago after it won at... Oh, I can't remember where it won at now. Um, I think it won at Kempton, I want to say, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Travelled all over the field there. It's just unbelievable stayed on extremely well and absolutely absolute quagmire of 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 of, of a ground um so you know it's got it's got stamina uh in abundance and i think i'm on a at 20 to one um i'm tens now is it yeah, wow yeah. well there you go well i had a look last night because i'm i'm i originally was on the storyteller because i i, I sort of think you know what a story to tell. Um, but mainly looking at the form of, of Cheltenham and now the, the form recently, obviously you said that the Irish racing is a little bit better and more competitive, so it's something that, that I've been looking at. Um, Farkla is 25 to 1. I think, you Stayed know, on very well. Stayed on very well. This week, won at Cheltenham last year. Yep. No, the year before last. It was exactly. on Jack so Kennedy, actually. We talk about you look people. at a bit of the form there and, and yeah, ran on to, to stay... Um, and, and Naba place this week. Twenty five won the one. Um, I think it was the um, the the triumph that um, that uh, Farclay won a couple of years ago because I had it. I actually backed yeah. it um, at nine to one. I think it was a nice way to start off that that Friday at the race course. Um, Sixty quid in the back pocket. Not, mm. not too bad. Because you know, coming back to Cheltenham for a second, there. You know, the question I put in our group chat was just. Turn the clock back if, about a month ago. You know, the Gordon Elliott, Gordon Elliott picture hasn't come out. You know, he hasn't had his ban. What would you... Like, it's, it's interesting to think, you know, what Cheltenham would have been like if, if uh, you know, he hadn't have had to, you know, give up everything and, and get, get obviously suspended in the way he did and would have gone in with his, his fleet. You know, potentially someone like Envoy Alain could have been more settled. You never know, or... But then, like, then the question is: Some of the ones that were previously trained by Gordon Elliott may not have gone on to win under different yards. So it's a, one of those um, never going to get the answer. But it's an interesting question to, to just sort of label out there, really. Yeah, um, it's all it's all if if buts and maybes and, and whatever. It's all isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't know. To be fair, I mean. I think if you're looking at at Gordon Elliott suspension coming, you know, four, five, six weeks earlier, I think there probably would have been a more discernible difference. But I don't think it made that much of a difference, really. Um, You know, I mean, you can talk about, you know, horses like Envoilen going, you know, changing yards. But obviously, at the end of the day, it fell. So, you know, that's... No, not going to, not going to be impacted by, by a trainer because you know horse falls, horse falls, isn't it? So, um, I don't really think it made um, it made too much of a difference to be honest, mate. But um, you know, Denise Foster had a couple of a couple of winners as well. Um, you know, she took over quite a few of Elliot's horses, so I think she ended on three or four winners for the week, which um, I think was good enough for third in the. Um, Trainers table behind um, 
behind Willie Mullins and Show sure, just how bad the, 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 the English had it and the British had it there. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah pretty much. Obviously, you can only ever have, what is it? Well, it's what, seven races over the four four days each. That's what, 28 races? Mm-hmm. To even, you know, say that you, you, know, you haven't picked up two or three to get yourself on the 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 trainers tables it's poor showing from from british racing and yeah and yeah something obviously they need to be addressed in in time yeah but you know like i said um i don't really think we're going to see such a, a massive turnaround that you know mm-hmm. we're going to see here and say well next year that um britain are going to win the Presbury cup just, uh, just don't see it happening um irish racing is is always going to be be dominant um and always going to be better than and British racing is just 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 the way it is, um, unfortunately. So, and you, and you may have already answered the question. Um, final question on Cheltenham for you, Kels. Your one to watch following Cheltenham was there anyone that you saw thought you know what this could be one to watch in the future? You may have already touched on it with Sir Gerhard, but you know is that the horse to, to watch um, following Cheltenham or is there one in particular I think it's it's, it's either Sir Gerhard or Bob Ollinger for me um, you know I think Bob Ollinger's got a bit more bit more potential um, in terms of what, whether it's going to stay hurdling or, or go chasing um, I think you'll likely see Sir Gerhard running um, like the, um, the the Supreme or maybe I mean I saw somewhere yesterday say that Sir Gerhard should go for maybe the Albert Bartlett next year which be a big shout I think it's probably better off at running in the Supreme to be fair the the, the stable's got a, a history as I said earlier of going from the um uh from the champion bumper to the to the Supreme so probably see that happening um and then also worth keeping an eye on um Alaho as well um obviously so convincingly won the Champion Chase, I think, was it? It's, uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, I can't remember. What? Ryanair. Ryanair, that was it. Yeah, the Ryanair. Um, you know, I saw a couple of uh, murmurs as to what he's going to go on and do next year. Likely the Queen Mother Champion Chase, I would imagine. Um, I have, I've asked asked one bookmaker for a price on the Gold Cup for courtesy of, um, of, of a conversation that we had in our little group chat just to see what, what, they're, what they're reckoning on. Probably would imagine about twenties, so I think likely to see the champion chase be the next step for Alaho next season. So that'll be one to watch as well for your trackers. So those three horses, really, you know, two of them from from the Cheveley Parkstead, Alaho and Sir Gerhard, and then Bob Ollinger as well would be that would probably be my main one. Uh, I, I would throw another one from the, the Cheveley Parkstead in there and Quilixios. Yeah, yeah, I felt yeah. that going into the Triumph hurdle, a lot of attention was on Zana here. You look at the tips of the league, you know, every single one of us had Colixios. Um, you know, a few of us went against Zana here, myself included. Um, and, and yeah, in the end, Colixios won it very, very easily. Um, so I think that is a horse to, to look out for, potentially see where it runs next. Um, other than that, I think my other standout. He's probably tell me something, girl. Yeah, because there's already talk that you know it could go into to the mares after absolutely romping home again. Rachel Blackmore doing a great job in the uh, mares novices chase, I believe it was. Yeah. So 
yeah, that was the the market mover of the day, and yeah, cracking victory. And I was very upset that it was more reserved in the tips of the league, but we won't talk about <laughs> it too much. Um, tips of the league um, concluded with Colin on top, Ashley in second. We haven't even spoke about that really. You know, we we spoke about my little brother coming into the tips of the league pretty much just to make up the numbers and to provide a bit of comedy relief. <laughs> and he nearly won the thing. <laughs> I went to the final race, Kelsey, and you had made a proclamation on the show previously that if I actually did win, you would retire from the Tips League. What's um, what's funny is uh, if Aperitard had got up to beat Manella Rindo, is I would have had to retire from the Tips League, but I also would have had the Tricast in the Gold Cup as well, so I wouldn't have been too disappointed in that because I had uh, Aperitard to beat Manella Rindo from Album Photo, and it was. Um, very close, very close run thing, mate, but um, Jack Kennedy stayed on well enough, and we're sat here, I'm still in the Tips League, and well, I run on the Gold Cup. I'm the one that runs the Tips League, sir. Do you, wanna, do you want to create all the graphics? And, no. And that? No, exactly, so you've got to have me in it, otherwise I'll uh, I'll stop doing that for you. You see that, you just proof to everybody that you, you've seen it for yourself. <laughs> in it for yourself, but... Yeah, 12 tips to started, and uh, we've got to say, delighted that Damon Hyde had an absolute stinker. <laughs> we did the ta- I did the table, um, was disgusted that I had finished below Damon, so I had a, I had a quick double check just through the, the races throughout the day, because I, I had my little notebook, as, as, as you know, Kelvs, and I was like, there weren't many pulled up or, or fallers. I was like, I'll double check it. You went looking for reasons to finish above no, just, Damon. No, because and you usually, found one. Usually in my book, I write pulled up, fallers. Up. Like, they, were, they were blank for all of them. So I was like, I'm sure there's a couple. The only one I had written down was Champ for the Gold Cup. Yeah. So I went back through the three races and lo and behold, didn't realise because it wasn't mentioned at the time. Admiral, two out. Uh, blundered was uh, about to approach the last Richard Johnson pulled him up and um, with that Damon Hyde lost two extra points and finished below me <laughs> so he is a fraud he is an absolute fraud yeah absolutely um, you know, couldn't agree more and and you for the first time in, for that I can remember for a while you didn't finish with minus bonus points I know I finished on zero bonus points delightful even though I had a a forecast and a couple of reverse forecasts in there as well. Yeah, because my my day my tips to league went as follows: decent first day, pretty good second day, and then the third day I had uh, six fallers or six horses that didn't finish <laughs> their races. Crazy. So suddenly I'm minus six for the day. Didn't ever get that back really. And then yesterday on the Friday I had the winner in the first and no other points throughout the rest of the day. So that's just how it goes. Tips to leave. Yeah, that's how it is, mate. You have the highs that are high and you have the lows that are low. Pretty much, mate. Yeah, that's it. But what we're going to do, we're going to wrap up the the chat for now. We're going to go for a song. When we come back, we should have uh, the king of the Tips to League, Colin Gay, on the phone. So um, sit tight and obviously if you do want to message us, you can at 7sport on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7sport. Um, email info at 7sport.co.uk and also on the Instagram, which is 7 underscore sport. Has your dad tweeted in yet? Uh, yeah, he did actually. Um, he said, uh, at A Bacon Buddy, I never doubted uh, at KG Demaria and back Manila Indo as well. 
So nothing about your mum's birthday? Uh, my mum did text, actually. She said, I appreciate your birthday wishes, Ryan. So. And there we go. Uh, when it's all said and done, we'll make the she then, she then went on to say, stalker Ian knows exactly where he lives. Yeah. So... You see him driving around. Next time you know, the next time Ian goes out, you know where he's going. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Well, you have to square outside. So you get plenty of bushes to hide in. For Ian. Hmm. 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 Okay. Bit odd. We'll go for bit a song odd. and then we'll have Colin live on Seven Sport. And you're back with us here on Seven Sport for Betty's for Breakfast um, live. And I can delightfully say. We are joined by Seven Sports' new King Tipster is Mr. Slimbridge JFC himself. It's Colin Gay. Good morning, King. How are you? Morning, Ryan. Fine, mate. You? Yeah, all well, good. First and foremost, congratulations on winning the Tipster League. Um, Thank you. you know, if you looked at the post that, that I put up on the website yesterday, I went through the the stats and, and the history and the, the archives like I always do, and uh, a bit of a record-breaking Tipster League from yourself. Most wins recorded by anybody at a jumps tips the league and also the most points scored so you know talk us through it you know what does it mean to you to win the, the tips the league after being robbed last year oh, i'm still in a shock mate to be honest with you yeah i mean you, you look at the horses and you and you pick what you think's going to win it and i didn't look back from the first day really mate today because i started off well with appreciate it and used me bonus on the double points there yeah and the next race honeysuckle just what a horse that was you know he won by a canter didn't he and he was my anti-post tip so points was on the board and nobody really got close until until yesterday did they so yeah, you know, I was always going to thought, like you said, that the table were changing it. It looked different tonight on the Wednesday, but it, it really didn't. I was a few more points away, but I just did what I fancied, mate, and, and they come up trumps for me, didn't they? Yeah, what I would say to anyone who you know is new to the Tips League or, or you know still following it, or or you know trying to work out the strategies of it, I would say to look at how you went about it this week. You used your bonuses to your advantage. Um, for example, um, you look at someone like, um, not picking on him, but, but Bradley and, and Spider from Long Levens, they used their double points on Shaq and Poussoir. Um You know, it didn't quite work out for them. Other people went for long shots in terms of their anti-post tip. Again, didn't really work for them. Um, so, you know, you had to just pick wisely, and I think you did that. And ultimately, you use your boost for 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 your your benefit. And where you didn't have many minus points, you were never going to be brought back to the field. Everyone had to try and catch you. And as you said, there. I mean, I described it by the end of Wednesday. I thought the table was going to look different. It did look different, except the fact that you were still top and Damon was still bottom. Everything else changed. <laughs> so it sort of shows how uh, consistent you were. And in the end, yep. Um, Ashley ran you close, mainly for some reason of he scored points in the earlier races um, on the, the Friday, whereas other than Quidditch, he asked you if you had a couple of races where you scored zero. So he was he sort of was slowly picking you off, but when it came down to when 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 you sort of someone like us who were planning it all and and you know trying to make it a bit entertaining, a bit of fun for everybody, um, if if you had said to me before it was going to go down to the final race which is the Gold Cup, two different selections. If one selection wins, then one person wins. If one selection, if the other selection wins, then another person wins it. That's the ideal scenario. Um, and ultimately, you both got the place. So 
you held on and, and yeah, comfortable, comfortable win in the end. So how did you celebrate? Uh, trying to get hold of Dick, but I think he sold his phone, mate. And <laughs> I was going to say, he hasn't replied to me. Uh, has anybody seen or heard of him? Because I've looked back on his Twitter. He's not posted since Tuesday, so I don't know if he's hung himself or what. I'm not sure what's going on there. So <laughs> if anybody knows... Because he plays for your is. club, Colin, I don't think you want him to have hung himself. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> Decent centre-half. <laughs> uh, now, bless him. Bless him. Um, he let me down a little bit. He even convinced me that Pacey Park was a good horse, but that he was my disappointment of the week, to be honest. Um, he sings his praises quite a lot, doesn't he, Pacey Park? But he was disappointed. He's even got his mug, that. hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll ask you that then, Colin. Obviously, you mentioned Honeysuckle earlier on um, in regards to how she um, you know, showed turn of foot in a champion hurdle. Was there any horse over the course of the week that you, you were really impressed with? Yeah, Bob Ollinger. I mean, I didn't do him today, but the, the horse, the way he went. I mean, there was there was three or four outstanding horses. Appreciate it, like I say in the first. It's, it's great, mate. It just brought me back from a few years ago when I was at Cheltenham Racecourse and I watched Best Mate at the top of the hill, mm. and I was watching. I was on the winning line, and I was watching on a big screen with my mate. And we had a few bob on him. And I said to my mate, he's, he's not really a horse racing man, but I said, he's got this. And you can just tell when a horse is going to win. I said, look at him. Look at all the other jockeys. Their arms are moving. They're riding their horses. And the jockey on best mate was just sat still. And I said, he's not even asked him to do anything yet. I said, you watch him coming down the hill. He just ask. And they go, don't they? Yeah. And, and that's, that's it, is, it just brings, it puts hairs on your chest, mate, to watch it. And there was a couple this week when they're two or three, probably Honeysuckle appreciate it, Bob Ollinger. You could just see they were going to win two or three furlongs out, you know, and, and, and that's signs of champion, champions, really, in it. You know, it's, it's, it's great to watch, mate. Great to watch. Uh, put the kettle on, great horse as mm. well, you know, you know, he, uh, what else was there? Uh, the one disappointment for me that I didn't do and I was talked out of it was Sharjah. You know, I, I could have had yeah, him in a place, place, right in the end, yeah. He, he was my nap of the week, as I told you a couple of weeks ago, but he, he ran two or three weeks ago, and I remember you texted me and said, don't put too much on him, Colin. And he was disappointing, <laughs> wasn't he? He yeah. was disappointing that day, and, he, and and that's what put me off this week. But he, uh, complete, he, he Honestly, well. I completely agree with you. In that race, I ended up having about, four, I think I had four in the end through like combinations and a couple of singles. And I said to Kelsey, I was like, the one I haven't got is Sharjah here. So yeah. um, really need it to, to not win. And, and, you know, it was a good ride in the end on Sharjah and yeah. decent he, place he for it. He ran so poorly two weeks ago, though, mate, didn't he? And it mm. just put you off. You think, well, you know, and that, he's in a class race today, so he's not going to get there. But, God, he gave any sucker a, a go, didn't he, you know? So he's one to watch, you know. He's, he's one to watch, I think, for the future. And we'll ask you, um, like we did with Kelsey, three weeks away, Grand National. Have you had a look at it? Anyone sort of catching your eye there? I, I, to be honest, I, I watched Cloth Cat run the other day, mate, and didn't he ever run well? You know, he's going to go close. He's, he's five to one, but, you know, there's nobody else near him, really. Uh, Farquhar, you mentioned, I mean, you said he's 25. If you go on bet three, six, five, mate, he's 33 to one. Oof. I'm Farquhar, so I've had an each way bet on him. And I've had an each way bet on Easy Land as well, so. You know, but cloth cloth cap. He's a class horse, and he when he ran the other day, he, he he impressed me immensely. So, you know, but they take some jump in them fences, mate. You know. And what's your your plans today, mate? You know, you're the new king of the seven sport tips of the league. How are you gonna you know spend the weekend? I'm gonna do what I normally do, mate. Take the dog out this morning and uh, sit and watch your horse racing and the football this afternoon. 
I suppose my day, there's not a lot you can do when, when any, all this any is up. Any tips today, mate, then? Uh, as the king tipster, what, have you got any horses I've today to look out I've, I've not had a chance to look at today's racing, mate, to be honest with you, but I will have a look this morning before I go for a walk. I'll put my bets on and uh, where we go. Well, Colin, thank you very much for, for joining us on the show today and you know, thank you very much for being a part of the Tips of the League. It was a, a wonderful one and, and quite an exciting one in the end. Very enjoyable, mate. And thank you yourself and Kelsey for organising this. It's great fun. It's a bit of banter between us all in it. And, you know, and if anybody does uh, find Dick, can you either phone the police or phone me and I'll uh, have a little chat with him. <laughs> no worries, Colin. Thanks very much. Take care. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, Thanks, Cole. <laughs> Joel White missing our action. Can't believe Joel it. White will be absolutely fuming listening to that. If 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 he is listening to it, I mean, it's gone radio silent on um, on on Twitter and social I media. I don't right, notice he hasn't tweeted anything really. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I tweeted about the uh, I tweeted that clip of, of Bob Ollinger winning, and uh, he replied to that. And I think that's probably one of his last tweets that he did. To be fair. Colin got it right with what he said, really, is that he had the double points and he put it on, on, on race one. And, you know, that's pressure going into that. And if appreciators, the favourite, didn't romp home, he'd have looked pretty silly and wasted one of his bonuses. But 24-length win for, uh, for appreciator. Colin's on six points, whereas everyone else was only on three or uh, most three or four. Um, so he was already ahead from race one. And race two was uh, Honeysuckle. In the champion hurdle, which again, anti-post tip, so double points there for him. And, and, you know, 12 points from the first two races, looking back on it. You know, that start, probably won it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I just want to obviously want to uh, say thanks to everyone who, who followed the, the Tips to League this, this year. Um, and of course, for everyone for competing. Couple of couple of new faces, old faces as well. Delighted to see to see the fox get get up there in the yeah. uh, in the, in the top four. So not had a, a great run of it in the uh, tipster league since we since we started doing it. Mike, the original tipster um, on some sports, so great to to see him get in there. And yeah, thanks uh, as always to I helped to Mike everyone. in the end in, in on the final day because he texted me his tips. I said to him, "Oh, you haven't used any of your boosts." Um, so he named his extra place and he just said, oh, can you just put the boost wherever and, and help me out? So I put double points on Quilixios for him. And, uh, yeah, proved dividends because that was six points and he, he closed the gap and, you know, mm. ended up really joint second going into the, the Gold Cup. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, yeah, thanks uh, everyone for, you know, tuning into the uh, Tips League this year and I'm sure we may well have another one for for Aintree not sure yet depending on, on, on the quality, quality of racing and uh, indeed quality of uh, tipster because you don't want to be just padding the tipster league with absolute rubbish tipsters like you know Damon Hyatt for example Brad and Spider Jordan Cooper didn't have a good show in this week did he? He was one as with Brad and Spider they got hampered badly by minus points I think in the end Jordan Cooper had minus nine points Oof. Yeah, not really going to do much when you got minus nine points. However, so. you can't speak because two Cheltenham Tips Leagues ago, you got minus 13 points. Yeah, it's one of those, mate, isn't it? Everyone can have a duff one, especially when they're new to it and they don't quite get the, you know, how it works. Because you look at someone like um, Tom Deakin and, and Jake Parrott, they started slowly. But once they got to grips with how to pick it, 
in terms of you know maybe putting the favourites each way because you know, sometimes favourites they'll get beat um, and, and working it around like that and they can, they started scoring consistently from that point in the end used their boost to good advantage um, and also you look at someone like um, Fred and, and Adam Mates who last year I think they only amassed nine points, seven points, something like that. Whereas this year they hit nineteen points, so it's a considerable difference. And it shows that if you're experienced tips the league, you should do a bit better. I had one bad day and effectively gave it up on the Friday. And apart from Colixios in the first race, I pretty much went for high odds for for the other two, and went for the dream in the Gold Cup. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, yeah. Good bit of fun. Yeah. I'm not there to win it. I'm there to watch everybody else have fun. <laughs> well, not if you're not in it last. to win it, if you're not in it to win it, mate, then I'm, I'm honestly not into it. In it to win it, I never. I went to a tips league thinking I'm going to win it. I don't. I Fair don't. Enough. The one thing that I looked at my um, score, my final score, is it was probably the worst Cheltenham I did for getting places. Usually, I'm hitting five, six places, and I only hit I think two or three. And no, that's disappointing for me. Disappointing. Mm. I think we've done done Cheltenham to death now. To be fair, mate, we've uh, spent what the first nearly hour of the show going uh, all about. We'll have a bit of football chat um, at some point, I would imagine. Just want to take a quick moment um, to give a give a thanks to um, not just everyone who's tuned into Tips to League and been a part of the Tips to League, but also to everyone who uh, sponsors us and uh, allows us to keep doing. What we do, um, we give a shout out to Cornell and Company for Mark Cornell and everyone there for being our main sponsor for the season, uh, or the year rather, I should say. Not more, well, we've not really, haven't really had a season, so to speak, have we? More like a, a season for the calendar in that sense. Um, and uh, also our broadcast partner, PAH Accounting, thanks to Phil Hendy and everyone there, um, for all that they have done for us and the support that they've given us as well um, and also just got to add a little up the forward in there as well of course got to be done um, who else I mean we've got everyone haven't we we've got M&S Roofing Craig Martin and Matt Sarsen Athlete Sport of course Seven Athlete Sparks. Sport Seven Sparks everyone just uh, yeah big big shout outs to you you all for doing what you do and supporting us and just everyone who who listens well, in the next five minutes or so, we'll have Rob Williams on the phone um, to talk about uh, the Stroud League uh, Cup that he's organised, the Gloucester Cup. He's I've actually, how um, it's gonna work. I've actually just seen it. <laughs> it's funny. I've literally just done my li- my little bit about um, our sponsor. I've literally just seen that Phil Hendy's actually tweeted us um, about fifteen minutes ago. Uh, listening live for a change, he says, rather than the recording, means I get to hear the musical interludes. And he says, "Great show as always." So, it was probably the first time that he's actually got see, to listen live for a you while. You see on our, twi- uh, our Twitter, um, there was the question of who our favourite. Northern Senior League Div 1 side was <laughs> I replied to it saying depends which one of us you ask <laughs> yeah pretty and much and then suddenly uh, everyone's getting involved wanting to know who's who and um, <laughs> Lewis Scott's had the guests uh, that I'm Chalford and Brockworth and you're Andoversford and I said that you love Chalford and Andoversford I love everyone equally but I'm a bit misunderstood like Brockworth so I can resonate with that you're a bit misunderstood yep as uh, Brockworth Albion as, as Sean Payne can uh <laughs> the test you. you look at him and you misunderstand him pretty easily um i'm like that i, I resonate with that and also long levens reserves of course you know being the fact that, that i'm so cool in love with long levens <laughs> he says like he's not in the 
that's the news of the week. I made the Long Levens group chat. Yeah, we didn't we didn't we have, have this discussion week. last week, yeah. But after last weekend I'm properly in. Properly in. Properly yep. in on the Long Levens group chat. Yeah. As the alcoholic down in, down in points of horrific. Down in points of, of, of sours or cactus jack or whatever it's called. Worst decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> because of the heartburn I had at about half past two in the morning that night. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. Was, <laughs> but I wasn't hung over or anything like that. Because obviously I came around to yours for a roast on Sunday. Yeah, you did. I maybe we talked about that, maybe. We only talked about that. Absolutely fine. But yeah, yeah it's just the, the heartburn I had at about two, two three o'clock in the morning. Absolute killer. Management. Yeah, we literally haven't even talked about the roast either, mate. It was a very, very good roast. Um, roast potatoes are always absolutely outstanding. Don't know what you I do thought, for them, mate. I, I thought they were. I thought they were the better one, better, best, best ones I've done actually. Got to say, mate. Didn't have. Did didn't you have, speak, the... have you spoke to your mum and dad about your roast? Yeah, yeah. What did you say to them about it? Well, I mean, sent them sent them a picture of the uh, of the spread. They were very impressed. Um, said it looked very very nice, and uh, I then confirmed it was indeed. Very nice. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. <laughs> Loads of pigs and blankets for me to feast on as well. Because <laughs> one thing, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we say on the air, not to say they're overcooked, but they're a little bit crispier than yeah, most that. people would like. Yeah. I love that, because yeah. the crispy bacon around the sausages was perfect. Ashley wasn't a big fan of the, the ones that are a bit, bit more over... Well, well-cooked, yeah, let's put d- it that way. I, d- I don't know but what... I feasted on them. Yeah, I mean, I put them in for the same the amount of time as, as I normally do. I don't know whether it was just a, an, an off-batch, maybe, or not, because the last ones, they weren't as crispy as that, but you never know. Give us your tips for cooking pigs and blankets, if you've got any, or just or your roast dinner tips. Um, tweet us, at 7 Sport. For your roast dinner tips. Yeah. I bet Colin's got some good tips oh, for, mate, for roast dinners. Mate, he? Spencer Hamilton is the one if, that you want to follow for yeah, roast dinner tips. Yeah, Spencer Hamilton is... In, is if you follow him on Instagram, say. every Sunday there's a picture of his roast dinner, and it always looks unbelievable, mate. My older brother loves a roast dinner as well. His his, his wife uh, seems to to cook a good one every time, and and yeah. I've had a I've had a text by the way from from my mum. Not about talk, a roast dinner, surely. T- no, talking about. Um, I mean, we've talked about racing so much. This we'll, we'll promise we'll talk about football in a minute. Saying that dad could be your reporter from the national next year because I forgot to say. Got my mum tickets for the Grand National next year for her birthday. So they're, they're off, her and my mum, uh, her and my mum, her and my dad, rather. <laughs> <laughs> they're off to the Grand National next year. Um, well, I mean, I presume, presume it would be my mum and my dad. I mean, my mum might just want to uh, say I can go instead. Uh, Should I go with me? I doubt it, mate. Why? Well, because hopefully, a, the, hopefully the football season will be back in full, full swing. The National's on April the 9th next year, mate. So we'll be uh, gearing up towards the end of season push for... For teams getting in the playoffs and that sort of thing. Are we watching a Gloucester City relegation battle or a Simon Sester playoff game? Potentially. You never know, mate. You never know what can happen in football. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What we'll do, we'll go for a quick song. When we come back, we'll have Rob Williams on the phone. We'll talk about the Gloucester Cup. And then we'll get my little brother on just to cap the horse racing chat off for the week. And just to, to see how he is after his first um, bludgeoning of the tips the league. Um, but we'll look ahead at, at the restart to football. Um, just after this from DMA. So Rob Williams will be waiting in the wings to talk all things Gloucester Cup. And you're back with us here on 7 Sport for Buddies for Breakfast. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the phone by Rob Williams, the organiser of the Gloucester Cup. Good morning to you, Rob. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Cheers for having me on. Not a problem. Now, obviously, it's something that we've been keeping our close eye on, um, the, the Gloucester Cup. We've seen the 
the tweets sort of to try and generate interest with the clubs. Um, it's been confirmed that it is happening. Um, yeah. So if you just want to explain to everybody listening at home and, and listening again, um, how is the, the Cup going to work? Um, so it's a 16-team competition, four groups of four. Um, the top two sides from each group are go through to a quarter-final of the Cup. Um, the third and fourth place sides will drop into the plate competition. Um, and you've got quarterfinals, semi-finals, and luckily I've managed to secure through the help of Jordan Reed at Gloucester Rovers, give him a shout out. Um, managed to get Meadow Park for the finals, both on the same day. So that'll be a nice festival of football for when we can return. When's the the sort of scheduled date for the finals going to be? Uh, May the twenty second. May the twenty second. So yeah, thirty two teams. Um, 16 teams 16 teams sorry um, yeah. presuming obviously through from, from the Stroud League so yeah. what divisions do, do they range from um, we've got it's quite a range to be fair we've got from divisions 1 to 6 so because of that I've decided I'm going to seed it um, so we'll have four pots of four to try and make it as fair as possible and that's why I wanted to try and bring the plate competition in mm-hmm. so Sides at the lower end of the scale, like my side, Gloucester Rovers, if, if we don't win and get through the cup competition, we've still got that final to aim for in the plate at Meadow Park, and it guarantees everybody four weeks of football. Because obviously you've organised this off, off your own back. How um, closely have you worked with the Shroud League on this, or have they had any uh, input at all? Yeah, to be fair, when I had the idea, it was initially to try and prompt them to to set some of us up for the clubs that wanted to play. Because obviously we we got to vote, um, all the member clubs voted to null and void the season without running a cup competition. But I think that was because most clubs didn't anticipate the return at the end of March happening so soon. So I think that's taken a lot of people by surprise. And obviously like the Charlton League, um, the North Gloss League, they're now running cup competition. So really the idea was to initially to to try and push the Stroud League to, to set something up. Um, a few of them were keen, but unfortunately they went back to the committee and on and decided against it. So I thought I'd put the, the feelers in place. Um, I spoke to the GFA, who have been like really helpful and um, really supported the idea. So, yeah, we're here now. And obviously put the feeler out for the clubs. And I don't think I've um, like advertised it too well because since the announcement, I've had more clubs come and ask if they can join. So there is a reserve list now, but we're here, 16 teams. Can't wait for it to get started now. Do the draw next week. I was going to say, obviously, in terms of the the draw, um, you know, what are your, your plans in regards to, to to doing that? Are you going to stream it? or? Yeah, I think um, it'll probably be a Facebook Live job, I should imagine, but as to how I'm actually going to do it, um, whether I can get the sponsor involved or do it over Zoom so I can have numerous people on there helping me all. But um, I'm waiting for full-time and whole game to go through at the moment. If that's not through by Monday, then I can go and do it all manually and have that at a later date, all the fixtures and stuff. Yeah. So I should imagine I'll have it done by next Friday. Um, I've just got to decide the final seedings to try and make it as fair as possible. So we've got two sides from Division 1, so obviously they'll be in Pot 1. Um, you've then got five sides from Division 2, five from Division 3, 
two from four and then one from five and six. So it's quite a range, but it's cup football, so you never know. Hopefully, with the plate competition, the the lower sides can get a nice day out at Meadow Park as well. Well, if you need any assistance with the the draw and everything like that, myself and Kelsey will be more than happy to 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 assist you and 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 help with that. Obviously, okay. we talk about advertising it as well. Um, we'll chat off air um, about getting the list together of the, the the teams that are in it. Once you've decided yeah. the pots, just let me know, um, and we'll put a post out for you to just tell everybody what's going to happen um, and everything like that. All right. Okay, that's brilliant. Cheers. Um, so obviously, May 22nd, we'll get that penciled in as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, we like to support, you know, Stroud League and, and you know, a number of the, the, the lower divisions. So we'll look to try and pencil that in to um, provide commentary on the, the day as well for you, okay? Okay, thank you. Uh, not a problem. So in, in terms of, you know, you mentioned the clubs getting involved and you're now getting clubs messaging you wanting to, to be a part of it if, if, you know, any clubs pull out. What was the initial reaction from from the clubs like um yeah i think it's they just want to play football like um i've run gloucester rovers for six years now and it's probably been the toughest 12 months football wise because mm. of all that's gone on and the lads have missed the crack and i think people just want to if we can get back playing like we got given that 29th of march you can return football outdoor sport can return if we can get back playing i don't see why um competitions can't be set up like playing friendlies is fine. I can understand why some clubs want to do that, but um, the interest from clubs for a competition just seems to see them into the summer. Um, it just seems to get like the taste buds going for it again and gets the buzz proper. No, I completely agree with you. And obviously, we were looking at um, providing a, a competition for um, Southern League and, and Hellenic clubs if those respective leagues weren't doing anything. The Hellenic League. Yeah should be doing a cup so that's why we're sort of looking at the idea of a pre-season um, seven sports shield again but I completely agree with you it's important that any sort of competitive edge that can be added to the games is something that you know clubs would be silly not to to look at obviously yeah. as you said you could potentially return to football and suddenly you're just getting teams playing friendlies every week for the next six weeks just to see themselves ticking over well if you can have some competitive element to it then, then you know, here we go. Let's let's strap ourselves in and get on with it. Yeah, that's the thing. And um, like this competition, it's quite a range. It's slightly a bit different to what we do. In, they do in the Stride League. So obviously, you're going to get some tough games. But we like Gloucester Rovers. We we look forward to the bigger games. We played sides from like did one and two in Friendlies last year, and, and more than held our own. So with that final at Meadow Park in in people's. Um, mindset is it makes for some decent football and cut football's the best for me so hopefully the lower sides can upset the apple cart and um i'd quite like to see that <laughs> we'll ask you a, a little teaser as well if you are you getting a trophy sorted obviously the plate yeah, yeah, getting course, something yeah. as well um, yeah i'm gonna get a couple of trophies sorted for the plate and the main competition did the plate uh, winners actually get a plate that's was it like a charity shield like is it more of a shield than a uh, well, a trophy is it we we at Gloucester Rovers were going to find out because we still got to play our plate final from um, oh. final last year. The, the game before COVID curtailed everything, we got to the final of the plate. But I'm not actually sure if it is a plate or a, or a cup. But I think for mine, I'll get a plate for sure. Love to try that. to make it as it sounds. 
big, massive silver plate like the Charity Shield. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we want. We want a massive one like that. Um, <laughs> what are your plans today, Rob? I know you're a, an Arsenal fan looking at your Twitter. Arsenal not playing uh, until tomorrow. What are you doing today? Um, if I'm going to be honest, I'm turfing my garden. I'm a bit of a lover of a lawn. Um, my grass, I turfed it two years ago. And me being the plonker that I am, I managed to kill it all somehow by um, not diluting my grass feed enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that today. Well, it's a bit, um, bit overpass today as well. Watch a bit of sport in the, in the evening, in the mm-hmm. afternoon. And then for Arsenal on uh, Sunday, what do you reckon? West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, uh, difficult game. It's, we're so unpredictable at the moment. Um, I'd like to say if we win that, we're still in the chase, but the lads rib me all the time. I get so uh, optimistic about our chances and then they always seem to let me down. But it's a tough game. Uh, West Ham are flying, to be fair, under Moisey, so... I wouldn't be surprised if we did go there and lose, but hopefully we can get a result. Always positive from Rob there. Um, but thank you very much, mate, for, for joining us on uh, the show this morning. Um, no worries. I'll speak to you, obviously, in the next couple of days in regards to getting uh, a post set up. And, and once you know more, we'll, we'll yeah. get everything out for you, all right? Um, if I could just give a shout-out to uh, Winters Heating and Plumbing. They're sponsoring the Gloucester Cup. Um, it's a lad I went to school with, Sid. He played for Gloucester Rovers for a couple of years. Um, but his business is booming now, so he doesn't. He can't. He has to work on Saturdays. But without his support, um, this wouldn't be possible. And if I could give a shout out to our club sponsor at Gloucester Rovers, Abbey Surfacing, they've sponsored us for six seasons now. And again, without them, none of this would be possible. So I look forward to, to holding the competition, and uh, let's hopefully we get some tasty football. Cheers, Rob. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. And take care. Yeah. Cheers for having me on, bud. Thank Cheers. you. Bye. The Gloucester Cup, get it in a diary. May twenty second, Kels at Meadow Park. Mm. Two finals in a day. It's two games, mate. Take that <laughs> on. That's not always thinking, always mate. forward thinking. Me. <laughs> as soon as I heard there was two games, my diary was very much clear. All about um, all about tips, aren't we? Today we have got Rob giving his gardening tips, and then we. Yeah. What about Cheltenham tips? And we've had Phil Hendy giving his tips for roast potatoes on Twitter. So it's course, go- yes. goose fat for roast potatoes. He you did try goose fat last week. Uh, no, I didn't. Was it last um, time? No. No, no cook, cook, cook them in with the chicken, mate, so you get the chicken fat. And then I stick a bit of lard in there as well. And then, uh, yeah, absolutely lovely. But, yeah, no, um, thanks to, to Rob for coming on and uh, giving us details about the, the Gloucester Cup and... and well, is it going to be the Gloucester Plate as well? I'm, I don't know. Um, I'd imagine so. I didn't know it was two competitions, so that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Something to uh, keep everybody interested. Obviously, um, once we've got an idea from Rob there in regards to format, dates, that kind of thing, um, we'll put up on the, the website basically all you need to know in regards to cup competitions, when they're happening, dates and everything like that. We obviously already know that the... Northern Senior League um, will run a Reg Davis Cup. It was confirmed in the last few days. The North Gloss Divisions will be doing their Hospital Cup. And also after the news last night that the ratification for the curtailment of Steps 3 to 6 has gone through and been confirmed, it now means that that season has officially been uh, stopped. No more league games will be played. So expect a decision um, and confirmation from the Hellenic League within the next few days that a cup competition will take place. They had already proposed that that's what they'd be looking to do. Now with that news, they should get a green light there in order to be able to proceed 
going forward. Um, so plenty of football in a short space of time, Kelsey. And finally, we can look forward to getting back at it. Yeah, might get some games under our belt again, mate. 3rd of April, Saturday the 3rd, just two weeks from today. We've got to sit down, Kelsey. We've got to decide which game we're going to. Which Ridge Davis Cup competition mm. are we going to go Which game are we going to go to? That's the question. Plenty you know, to choose from, mate. Plenty to choose from. It's incredible because it's, Wednesday, it's uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Pretty much from the 3rd of April. So, um, yeah, plenty of football, plenty of action. And I'm, for one, am very much delighted with that. Exciting times, mate. Exciting times. Now, it has been a <clears throat> horse race and heavy show. But it's mainly because, obviously, the football is still a couple of weeks away, as we just said there. Um, so to conclude the show, we're going to get my little brother on because he has had an unbelievable week for the Tips of the League. <laughs> and he came very, very close to causing what I would describe as Leicester winning the Premier League-style um, <laughs> fairy tale story, I think. Well, you hate fairy tales as well. I do hate fairy tales. Good morning, Ash, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Oh, good. All good. We were just saying there, Ash, that you nearly caused a Leicester City-style shock and upset in the tips to league. You know, how did you think you fared? Did you expect to, to do that? Um, to be honest with you, not really. Um, after day one, uh, being joint bottom, I, I feared the worst. With Damon. Throw out there, Ash, you were joint bottom with Damon, who stayed bottom for pretty much three out of the four days, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, 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 it was something I, I didn't expect at all. Um, and then, on you know, on the second day, you're matching that many points. And then, you know, staying in the top top echelon of the league for the rest of the time. It was, it was, you, a, it was a good experience. Remember, day one, you messaged saying, oh, you might as well take me out. Because you had, hadn't picked a winner. You were the only person that hadn't picked a winner in day one. And you were quite fearful. And then suddenly turning around, winning eight points, six points, five points in a couple as well, consistently picking up points and, and doing well in the end. Put the kettle on, winning it for you, getting your um, anti-post do- double points there. You know, you, you did all right, and you nearly caused Kelsey having to retire from the tips to league. <laughs> nearly. Yeah, it would have been a great moment to have, to have made the great Kelsey retire. Come on, Ash, you can't come on the show calling him the great Kelsey. He's not great at all. <laughs> behave. Come on, behave. And what how long have you been up, Ash? You sound a bit bit uh tired, mate. What's up? Uh I've been I've been away for about half an hour. Half was, an hour. Uh, I was I was I was up I was up late celebrating my second place. <laughs> How did you celebrate? Uh, I, I, I celebrated by playing FIFA and um, getting annoyed at it. So, something never change. Standard. <laughs> what are you doing today, man? Um, more of the same, to be honest with you. My, uh, you know, got uncle coming around later. Apparently, it's the voice final. Oh, actually, what are you talking about? The voice. The voice. The voice is alright, but uh, we wouldn't watch that. It's no it's no X Factor, mate. Uh, it's no X Factor. And even that's terrible. Have you been following the voice actually? Do you reckon it's gonna win? Um I haven't been following it, ain't gonna lie to you. Sensible correct. It doesn't really bother me. So 
So, Secretly, he's got the voice poster up. He's got a Tom Jones poster on his wall. Ollie Mers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anne Marie, isn't it? Does it now? And Will I Am. Will I Am, does he still do it? Yeah, of course, Will I Am does it. Of course, he can't get enough of it's it. It's got to stay relevant. I like the reference there, by the way. <laughs> the Black Eyed reference there. Huh? <laughs> and obviously, actually, you've got uh, Arsenal playing on Sunday. We had Rob on the show a little bit earlier on. He's uh, saying Arsenal are becoming very unpredictable when you don't know which Arsenal are going to turn up. What do you reckon for, for the West Ham game today? Uh, Sunday, sorry. Um, so, I I imagine that Arsenal will play quite a a slow game. They have done for, they have done for a last couple of weeks. Um, you know, their, their pressing game hasn't been as good as it could be. Uh, there's been a lot of individual mistakes um, in recent times as well for Arsenal. Um, and West Ham are a hard team. You know, they're, they're flying high this season. Lots of players in form. Um, so I imagine it'll be quite a, quite a difficult game, to be perfectly honest with you. But they'll have high hopes after the derby win against Tottenham. Um, but it, 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 it all depends on the finishing, um, especially after that Olympiacos game. It, it just wasn't there. You know, and there's going to be something that they're going to have to work on on the training ground. On the scale of on the scale of one to ten, how upset will you be if West Ham win and Jesse Lingard scores the winner? Um, I mean, no, no matter who wins, no matter who scores the winner for West Ham, <laughs> theoretically, I'd be quite upset. But I mean, if it was Lingard, yeah, probably a seven or an eight. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Ash, mate, congratulations on a decent uh, tips to the league, and you know you did us proud there, Ash, and nearly silenced Kelsey, and it would have been glorious. Would have been absolutely well, glorious. Thank you very much, and, and obviously, uh, you know, looking at that table, um, I beat all of you. So, well, we've run out of time for you, Ash. So, uh, <laughs> cheers, uh, but no, uh, take it easy, and obviously, I'll speak to you uh, over the weekend as well. All right, bro. Have a, have a nice day, guys, and thank you very much for having me. Cheers, Ash. There we go, my little brother Ashley, polite as ever. He even <laughs> called Kelsey great, an absolute liar. Uh, I know, what's he, what's he on about? Uh, who's he trying to suck up to? You, apparently. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why. What does he think, I'm going to get him a birthday present or something? No chance. His birthday's not until November, mate. Exactly, so he ain't getting nothing from me. <laughs> probably because you would have forgot by then. Yeah, probably. I mean, to be fair, mate, I mean, you only got... A my birthday, birthday present. In, my one, birthday's in once November, and sometimes you forget about mine. No, no, I bought you a present last year. We're yeah, having that. The worst FIFA game <laughs> I've ever played in my life. <laughs> Genuinely, so upset with it. I was playing it yesterday. I just, I don't, I just don't. I, I play career mode as well, so I just get annoyed. Well, you know, mate. Uh... I played Oldham and I won six five in a career mode match because every time Oldham had a shot, my keeper just let it in. It was ridiculous. What? How are you, how are you so bad? You're letting them have a shot. Mate, he closed down. Uh, he closed him down. He ricochets to another, and he has a snapshot, and it goes in. My keeper just didn't save a thing. It was ridiculous. It's like you need to uh, get better at the game, mate. Quite clearly, yeah. That's well, what it is. I'm scoring six goals a game, and then one for one game. Yeah, but conceding five goals every game, mate. One of those times you're not going to score six. No, exactly. Yeah. I completely agree with you there, but I just don't enjoy the game. I just don't enjoy playing that game. <laughs> There's a reason you bought it for me and not yourself. Um, yeah. To be fair, um, that yeah, basically, I, did, I didn't because I didn't want it. 
basically. But I knew, but I knew that you hadn't had a FIFA since uh, FIFA 19, same as me. So I thought well, he might be getting a uh, getting a bit bored, a bit stale of yeah, the uh, FIFA 19. the. Whatever it was, maybe Forest Green career mode or whatever it was you had. I, yeah, I it was Forest know. Green career mode. Um, you know, thought you might want a bit of a Winning change. Winning the Prem. Winning the Prem and uh, saving the environment at the same time. <laughs> That's what uh, your, Forest Green are all about. With your bamboo recycled shirt. That's what yeah, Forest, Forest Green right. shirt is made of, I think. Recycled bamboo. Crazy, mate. What time we're living in. What a time we're living yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather just stick to Cricket 19, I think. Just happy with that. Yeah, I mean, big big cricket on today. England versus India, final T20. We're pretty much just filling time now for the last five minutes of the show because we've run out of things to talk about. So we'll move on to a bit of uh, national stuff, unless Ryan's got any other local bits that he wants to add. Look, there is a, I'm pretty sure there's a Cricket 21 game that's going to come out. But I'm not sure if it is going to be Cricket 9. I think it might just be like, not a full game. But it's Cricket 19, you can download something that will basically just give you the up-to-date stuff. Right. So that's something to look out for. I know you play Cricket 19 as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah real, life, real life cricket is on today. Yeah. England versus India. T20, final game of the, se- of the series. 2-2 at the moment. Yeah. England won the first, and then India the second... Yeah. And then England won the third one, and then India won the fourth one. So it's been alternating victories so far. Ben Stokes has come out and said that it's good that the um, series has gone down to a final game like that because it's been almost like treating it as a final, which <clears throat> with a T20 World Cup coming up is a good mindset to be getting into. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's been a fairly, fairly evenly contested series. You've got the two top 20, uh, two top T20 sides in the world uh, on on rankings obviously England number 1 India number 2 um so you know it's on paper it was always going to go down to the fifth and final match and and it has um i think maybe England perhaps a little bit disappointed with the way that they fielded in the fourth game you know i think they're uh, and and bold as well um i think a couple of um a couple of boundaries could have been could have been saved quite easily. India wouldn't have necessarily reached the 184. I think it was that they that they got. You know, you'd want to be restricting them really to to 175, 170 there, based on the missed opportunities that, that England had. Um, a couple of dropped catches. Well, I think Stokes dropped one, um, which was fairly fairly easy um, off Rishabh Pant, I believe it was. Um, so he'll be disappointed. But you know, he came back a bit. Stronger with the with the bat made forty six I think absolutely fuming to get out just chipping one down to to long on I think it was um, just nothing shot really and I think if Stokes hadn't have got out probably England would have gone on to to win that game because he'd made forty six off twenty one or twenty two and was looking in very good nick um, probably the best he's looked all series really um, mm. you know he's not. He's Clearly, Stokes hasn't been the the same player since since his dad passed away at the start of the year um, or the end of last year, around that sort of sort of time. Um, you know, he's not been the same player in in tests, um, and he's looked a bit a bit a bit less of the player than he was for the first T Twenty and the second T Twenty as well, really. But you know, he's he's come back into it now. He's uh, picked himself back up with the ball. He's he's making things happen again. 
and uh, looking like he's getting back to his best form of the bat as well, which going into uh, into a World Cup towards the end of the year is um, is is good good news for England because you know ideally you've got in that T Twenty lineup there's probably what seven or eight players that are penciled in you would say as as starting players Stokes would be one of them I mean you could probably rattle off the the eight you've got Roy Bairstow obviously Morgan Stokes Butler Archer I mean that's six straight away Rashid for your spin option that's seven so now you've just got four four spaces left to fill question marks on whether whether obviously Alex Hales will be back around the fold come the World Cup we know he's going to be back in the the sort of side in the squad, just mixing with the squad in in the summer. Um, then obviously you've got Darwin Milan, who is probably uh, probably your best option at three. Um, Chris Jordan offers offers good good options with with the ball, not really too much with the bat. So then you've got to look at the Curran brothers. You know Sam and Tom Curran; they can bat a bit, but they've also, they're also very good with the ball. So you know it's, it's good options for for Owen. And obviously Morgan the Moeen, yeah, Moeen. Whenever well. Moeen gets in, it's just um, a batsman. It's like, yeah, do do you want two spinners? Possibly. I mean, I mean the World Cup is World Cup in India this this year. I think it is, yeah. isn't it? Um, so are you going to want two spinners on the? <laughs> you know, we've seen Indian pitches over the last couple of months have favoured the spin. Whether they've been, you know, deliberately prepared prepared that way, so India can put put five spinners in and just, and just turn you out of the game. Um, you don't know, you know, you don't want to you don't want to sit there and say there's some conspiracy, um, but you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, you've got got a lot of good options for for England in in that team there. Probably, like I said, about seven of them are nailed on, and then you're even thinking, does Joe Root? Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say in the, in there at all. probably one of our best players. Yeah, in, over uh, all three formats, and here we won. But then it's a case of where do, you, where, where do you put him? Because if you get, you bring in Milan at three, then Besto comes in at four. Stokes and Morgan are in that five and six. Well, Besto you... opens with Roy, doesn't he? What did I say? Best no, Butler. Four. But Butler opens with Roy. So it's, it's Roy Butler. Then it's been Milan. But, uh, Bairstow, then you've had Stokes, and Morgan's been coming in at six, and then just mix and match whatever you've got down from seven to eleven. So could we be seeing a case where where you fit Joe Root in maybe at five, then you've got Owen Morgan coming in at seven. I mean, Owen Morgan's a handy batsman to be coming in at seven. It's it's a long batting lineup, but then are you sacrificing a bowler in T Twenty? You know, England went with. Went with five specialist bowlers in one of those tests, and obviously you had Stokes as well. So you, you know, there's um, a lot to think about for Owen Morgan. Who'd be the England captain, eh? Mm, definitely. But we'll uh, speak about that more. Obviously, that the weeks go on near to the. We'll have to get Charlie on T Twenty. Never get Charlie on. Um, <laughs> but thank you everybody for listening today. We're out of time here on Seven Sport. Boats for breakfast. Um, Check back on the website 7sport.co.uk for all the latest updates in regards to the restart to football. Um, we'll let you know which comp- competitions are happening, um, when they're going to happen, who's playing who, that kind of thing. So check that all out. Thanks for Rob, Colin and also Ashley for joining us on the show today. We'll be back next week um, with another edition of Buddies for Breakfast. Thanks for listening and take care. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.